The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, as always, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. want to apologize in advance for the way that I sound today and in the event that, uh, that, I, that I cough or sniffle throughout the broadcast, a little bit under the weather today. But I'm going to do the best I can to give you uh, to give you a good show here, to give you some information, answer some questions if I can. So so let's get right to it as the uh, 0-3 New York Giants prepare to uh, invade the uh, what is now known as the Caesars Superdome in New Orleans this week to face the two and one New Orleans Saints. A little bit of a different show for you guys today. The Big Blue View mailbag, which runs on Saturday morning at BigBlueView.com, was absolutely overrun with questions this week. Many of you asking a similar question about the status and the future of head coach Joe Judge if the Giants continue their losing ways 0-3 right now with a, a daunting schedule ahead that that one report from ESPN's Mike Clay said uh, looks like the most difficult schedule in the NFL the rest of the way. So not good news for your New York Giants. Many of you wanting to know if it's possible that Joe Judge, who a year ago looked like a guy that was going to, uh, to, to be Giants head coach for a long time, would end up out of a job this year if this season turns into a one and one and sixteen, two and fifteen, three and fourteen kind of a season. So as I said, there's so many questions in the Big Blue View mailbag, and so many of you asked that question in similar ways that I thought we would use the today's Valentine's Views podcast to address that question. So, look, if the Giants' season continues to go south and they do finish with three wins, four wins, five wins, two wins, whatever, um, I think we all know that there will be changes. I think it's, 
it's absolutely there's really no way that John Mara and Steve Tisch could justify continuing with Dave Gettleman as general manager. Listen, I like Dave. I think that Dave gets a bad rap sometimes. I think that many of the things that have happened with the Giants are not necessarily Gettleman's fault. You know, we can argue about whether he should have taken Saquon Barkley a couple of, of you know, at, at number two in 2018. We all know that, that to this point, his rebuild or multiple rebuilds of the offensive line still haven't really produced the results that the Giants have hoped for. I think this year, you know, we look at what the Giants tried to do on the offensive line, and we'll never know if that was actually going to work because Nick Gates and Shane Lemieux aren't going to play. So now the Giants are scrambling and they're still suffering injuries and they're still trying to replace players and and find guys. So We'll never know if that plan, you know, would have worked had those guys stayed healthy and, and had Matt Parrott, you know, not disappointed and, and lost the right tackle job to, to Nate Solder. Parrott's a guy that they counted on, and, and obviously right now they're looking at him and, and, and the uh, the coaching staff is, is telling you that they're disappointed in what they're getting from Parrott because he's not playing. And Nate Solder, you know, a 33-year-old at this point, who's on his last legs as an NFL player, a 33-year-old guy who hasn't played right tackle in a decade, is playing. And that is your answer of you know what the Giants think of, of Matt Parrott at this point. But back to the question of changes within the organization. Listen, I have always been a supporter of Joe Judge. I thought that Joe Judge did a really, really good job a year ago. I know the Giants started 0-5, started 1-7, and and all of that was frustrating. They did go 5-3 and the second half of the year. They did show signs of improvement. More, more importantly for me, I thought that Judge showed that he had a plan. He had a grasp of, of how to run a team, how to run an organization, where he wanted to go, how he wanted to get there, the kind of players that he wanted to bring in. I thought that things were looking up for the Giants organization at the end of the 2020 season. I thought that the Giants had a pretty good offseason. I thought they made some good free agent acquisitions with with Kenny Galladay, with Adoree Jackson, and bringing in the guys that they brought in. I thought they, they manipulated the draft pretty well. I, I was The Kadarius Tony pick is one that that is still you know debatable. But I loved the trade down, loved some of the talent that they added. I mean, the big question mark, the big thing was probably somewhere in the middle rounds, they should have added an offensive lineman. And and that comes back, you know, ultimately uh, that falls on the GM. But, you know, I think that people need to remember that Joe Judge has a lot to do with the personnel decisions that this organization made. So I couldn't tell you who pounded the table for Aaron Robinson in in the third round and and Ellerson Smith in the fourth round and and who ultimately made the decision to pass on all of the opportunities that they had to add offensive linemen. So, but anyway, back to to the discussion 
of Joe Judge and his future as Giants head coach. I think that when we talk about this, this year has been disappointing. I've been disappointed in Joe Judge. I've been disappointed in how conservative he's been on fourth down this year. I've made that clear on Big Blue View on multiple occasions. He's been incredibly conservative, one of the most conservative coaches in the league during his entire tenure with the Giants in terms of of fourth down decision making. You know, and even against Washington, the really conservative decision at the end of that game to uh, to play for a field goal rather than take a shot into the end zone after the uh, the James Bradbury interception set the Giants up at Washington's 20. You know, that came back to haunt the Giants as well. For me, you look at the Giants' first three games, I didn't really think they were prepared to play week one against the Denver Broncos. I think there were so many players injured so many players who took very few practice reps in training camp that uh, that I really didn't think the Giants were ready to play but you look at the mistakes that the Giants have made also the number of penalties they've had especially ones like Dexter Lawrence jumping offside that cost you a game the number of timeouts that they've wasted because they couldn't get lined up the fact that they're making mistakes at critical times, the fact that they haven't been able to make adjustments at key points in games on defense in the last couple of minutes to make stops that would help them win games. This Giants roster, to me, is capable of playing better football than it's played. To me, you know, the Giants should have won the last two weeks. The fact that they haven't, the way that these games have gone down is without doubt a definite hit to the reputation of Joe Judge. I've said at BigBlueView.com that he's a a head coach who preaches discipline, sometimes loudly and aggressively. He preaches not making mistakes. He preaches playing sound fundamental football. And yet through three weeks, his team has been undisciplined. It's played sloppy at critical times. It's made too many drops too many mistakes, been outcoached at too many key points in games where they've been caught in maybe the wrong defense or caught in a, in a situation where they didn't make the aggressive call to, to try and, and go for a, you know go for a first down or go for a touchdown or whatever. None of those things are a good look for Joe Judge. And I understand why people are upset with him. And yet, I still think that Joe Judge can be a very good head coach for the New York Giants. He could be a long-term guy here in New York. Now, the thing that Joe Judge has to do is he has to look in the mirror, just like everyone else has to look in the mirror, and he has to realize that some of what's gone on here, some of the mistakes, you know, some of that's on him, and he has to figure out a way to correct that. Obviously, one way to correct that is to decide to be more aggressive on fourth down to be more aggressive in seeking touchdowns not to play so conservatively not to always play the field position game you're 0 and 3 how about we go for some things how about we go for broke how about we take a game by the throat and go try to win it instead of you know hope that something else good will happen later on but you know that's my issue with, with joe right now When I think about the future with Joe, I think you have to go back to when he was hired. Remember that Ben McAdoo lasted less than two seasons as the replacement for Tom Coughlin. 
Pat Shermer lasted two seasons before Giants ownership realized that Pat Shermer was a really nice man who was really, really in over his head as a head coach and that if the Giants were ever going to win, that that it wasn't going to be with Pat Shermer as the head coach. John Mara said at the time that Joe Judge was hired that the Giants were going to have to be more patient with Joe Judge, who at the time was a 38-year-old special teams coach, had never been a head coach at any level, Mara said, you know, plainly that they were going to have to be more patient with Judge than they had been with McAdoo or Shermer. And that to me still applies. Absolutely, it still applies. Unless the wheels come completely off, unless Judge loses this team in the same type of way that Ben McAdoo did, where players were turning on him and going to the media and complaining about McAdoo and and questioning his decisions and and all of that. Unless something like that happens, I think that Joe Judge survives for a third year no matter what happens record-wise this season. And I honestly think that's the right call. He's young, and I still think that he can be a very good head coach. Now, what happens if the Giants bring in a general manager you know, from the outside, say, I think they will try to find someone who meshes as well as possible with Judge. You know, Monty Ossenfort is a guy who has been an executive around the league for a while. He's a name to watch. Guy that came through New England, a guy that has worked with Joe Judge in the past. And he's an example of a guy, the type of guy that the Giants might look to, someone who has a relationship with Joe Judge. But no matter what the Giants do at general manager, I think that that the 2022 season is a critical one for Joe Judge if this one doesn't turn around, if this one doesn't end with Giants ownership feeling positive about the way that the season developed. Because if and when you bring in a new general manager, that general manager is going to look long and hard at the head coach. He's going to look long and hard at the coaching staff. He's going to want eventually to bring in his own person. And let's say that that this season goes badly and then 2022 goes badly as well. You know, then I think that uh, that the bell would toll for Joe Judge and, and that at that point in time we might see a coaching change, but I really don't see that, you know, heading I really don't see that after this season. I think that that as hard as it is and upset as he is, I think that John Mara will want to give Joe Judge more time. I think he knows that you can't keep changing head coaches every two years. You can't keep tearing apart your organization, you know, every two years and starting over because that you're never ever going to establish any sort of of long-term any sort of lasting success you might you might have a good year here and there but you're never going to really establish anything if you keep you know blowing things up every couple of years so that's what i expect on that front i i do not expect joe judge to lose his job at the end of this season i think that that his rope gets much much shorter if this season ends up going badly 
but uh, but I think that Joe Judge is your head coach for the New York Giants in 2022. All right, Giants fans, let's take a quick break. When we come back, there's a few other topics that I wanted to uh, to address this week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Giants fans, Ed Valentine back here on the Valentine's Views podcast. Spent the first part of the show answering, you know, mailbag questions regarding the the future of Joe Judge as Giants head coach. You know, if the rest of this season continues to go badly, want to turn our attention to a couple of other topics before we call it a show today. Need to address the signing this week of Former Tennessee Titans first-round pick Isaiah Wilson, a player who was drafted 29th overall in 2020, played only one game for Tennessee, had a long list of issues that led to uh, to the Titans moving on from him, sending him to the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins, of course, released him as well. And I mean, this is pretty pretty unheard of. Rarely happens with a a first-round pick who's out of the league a year later. You know, Wilson, obviously, you can look at uh, the long list of issues that Wilson had in Tennessee and in Miami and, and wonder why on earth are the Giants signing this guy? What are they getting themselves into? To be honest with you, I, I have no problem with this move at all. It's a practice squad spot that the Giants are, are giving Wilson. They're giving him an opportunity to come in and show them that he has moved on from his issues. When I, when I look at Wilson, I think that that his issues appear to be mostly emotional, mostly you know mental, and and I don't I'm not here to talk about mental illness or any of that. But but I think that that everyone deserves a second opportunity, and and the Giants are in a position where they're giving him one in a really low risk situation. A situation where they're not making a big financial commitment to him. They're giving him a spot on a 16-man practice squad. And we know practice squad players come and go all the time. So if Wilson steps out of line, if the Giants have any questions at all about his personality, about the way he treats his job, about about his ability to, to focus on the task at hand and be a good player for them at some point down the line, then Wilson won't be on that practice squad for very long. He'll be he'll be back out on on the street as an NFL free agent. So I, I'm not really worried about this. I know some people say it's hypocritical of the Giants who talk about culture all the time. People have written that that the only culture is a winning culture. And the truth of the matter is NFL teams care about winning. They don't really care about how they get there in some respects. You see it all the time with guys like Antonio Brown getting signed, you know, in Tampa Bay. Guys like Josh Gordon getting chance after chance after chance in the NFL. This is a guy who who I don't know the root cause of all of his issues, but from, from some of his social media posts and from some of what I've read, I think that that a lot of his issues have been emotional, and the Giants, to me, are 
are taking a look, seeing what he's got, seeing where he is in his life, seeing if he can if he can be the player that the Tennessee Titans and a lot of other people thought he could be. Obviously, the Giants are in a situation where where they'll take offensive line help pretty much anywhere they can get it at this point. Isaiah Wilson, to me, was the most talented free agent available on the street. So I have no problem at all with the Giants taking a look at him here. So, uh, you know, if you guys disagree with me on that, send a note to uh, bigblueview at gmail.com and explain why. And, uh, and I'll I'll take a look at, at your opinions, but uh, you know, but I I as I said, I ha- I have no problem with the Giants giving this young man, you know, somewhat of an opportunity to prove that uh, that that he's beyond whatever issues he had faced, and, and giving him a chance to to resurrect his NFL career. Just a quick injury update: Giants looks like you know we don't have an official injury report yet for Friday, but it looks like the Giants are going to be without guard. Ben Bredesen and wide receivers Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard this week. None of those three have managed to practice so far this week. That's usually a pretty good indicator that they won't be available on Sunday. So the Giants are probably going to be even more shorthanded as they head into New Orleans for a really difficult game in the Superdome. I mean, this will be the first time that that the Saints have played in front of their true home crowd in the Superdome since the end of the 2019 season. So it's bound to be a a fired up, emotional crowd in New Orleans. Difficult environment for a mistake prone Giants team to to play in. So we'll see how they handle it. We'll see if they can pull the upset. My pick for the week is that the Saints will win this game. Giants will fall to 0 and 4. Uh, you can check out all of the, uh, the the Big Blue View contributor picks at BigBlueView.com. Those were posted on Friday morning, so please look for that. Check out all of our coverage in our Giants Saints story stream, which will have all of the pregame, in-game, post-game coverage. Remember to uh, to subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications. Check us out on Instagram, on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Big Blue View. Pretty much anywhere you uh, anywhere you look for content, anywhere you look for information, you'll find Big Blue View. So so please uh, you know please check us out wherever you uh, wherever you like to uh, to find content about your New York Giants. All right, Giants fans, thank you very very much for listening. Please remember to stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.